Come on, give him one more big loud praise. He's worthy. Amen. Look at somebody close to you and tell them, man, you need this. <laughs> I, I, I got to jump in. I got to get rolling. Okay, we don't have time to date. We got to just get to the altar. We're getting married. Okay, uh, uh, so Philippians 1. Philippians 1, and, and we are. We're really glad you're here today, but don't want you leaving the way you came in. Said we don't want you leaving the way you came in. And, and, and the, the thing is, is, is that uh, a lot of times, you know, I, you know whatever you, picture pops in your head when you hear the word church or the word God or, or whatever, uh, hopefully you can just like set that aside and let, let God do something crazy good in your life. Because I'm telling you, his intention is to help you. I said his intention is to help you. Uh, you know, it's what, it's what in the church we might call it blessed. And there, 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 there again, you know, everybody has a different picture of the word blessed. You know, I don't know what that means to you. I just know what it means when God says it. And, and that's what matters to me is what, it's not what do you think it meant. It's what did he mean when he said it? And, and the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. See, a lot of times I think we're under the impression that if we are blessed, that everything's going to go easy, that everything's going to be nice, that, that, that it's going to be cake and ice cream. And if there is a challenge, you know, it's going to be one of the ones that we enjoy. Because there are certain, there are certain challenges that, that, that different personality types really enjoy, they really embrace that. I mean, you know, uh, we, we know people, maybe you, maybe, maybe you do this, maybe, but uh, we know people that not only do they enjoy, you know, a, a good jog, not only do they enjoy running, not only do they enjoy marathons, they run 50 and even 100-mile races, okay? And so there's something about that that they enjoy, which, which I'm thinking, hmm, you need prayer. Okay, may, maybe deliverance. Uh, how scared do you have to be to run 50 miles all at one time? You know, turn around, face your fear. Okay, let's, uh, uh, but, uh, well, and, and then there's that thing about the runner's high, and that's just a lie. Because there's no such thing as a runner's high. Because they got me into running for a while, and they said, if you run far enough, you'll get high. And I'm thinking, to run as far as he's going, I'm going to have to get high first. Okay. <laughs> but... There's certain things that we enjoy, but anything we don't enjoy, then all of a sudden we're under the impression that God ain't in it. And, and, and see, Philippians 1, 6, he says, we can be confident of this very thing. Here's something you can get your confidence in. And there are not very many things that you can be confident about right now. You know, you, you, know, you, you don't want to put your confidence in, in, you know, in the guy you voted for or the guy you didn't vote for or, or who's going to vote for next. You know, there's politicians, not a great place to put your confidence you know, there's not a great, you know, there's moments when, hey, you probably, you know, you got to be kind of careful there with that stock market that, you know, where am I going to put my confidence and, and where it can't be shaken? And the, let me tell you something. Here's the place that you can, you can be confident in this, that he who has begun a good work in you, that he who has begun a good work in you, that he who has begun a good work in you, uh, man, you just, you're not getting it, that he God has begun a good work in you. I'm talking about the creator of the universe started something in you, and it's a good work. And, and he ain't going to give up, cave in, back off, quit. No, he don't stop. You got God. Remember when you had the kids in the car? You know, I remember going down the street, and, and the boys, the three boys would get to doing something, and, 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 you, you know, and they could sense something was up because, the, you know, you take your foot off the gas, and your head turns around, and nobody, nobody ever said, sorry, that was me, my fault. Never. It was always, he started it. Remember that? 
He started it. And, and, and so today, you know, you might be wondering what, what in the world is wrong with the guy up there. And, and, and let me tell you something. It ain't my fault. He started it. Okay? He started it, and he ain't going to quit, and he ain't going to back off, and he ain't going to cave in, and he ain't going to give up. And even on the days that my attitude is wrong, even on the days that my decisions are incorrect, even on the days that, that it just seems like, well, you know what it seems like. He don't stop on those days. And you can, you can have some confidence in this. And see, here, here's the thing that the enemy wants to do is he wants to strip you of the confidence that you have. So, because, because you have authority, but in order to operate in that authority, you have to have some confidence. Come on, you need some confidence. That would be a, just a great place for somebody to say like an amen or something. Amen. Well, you know, I just don't, you know, I, that's just not who I am. That's the problem. Is that we're in church talking about how awesome God is and the good work He's doing in us, and and, and it ain't ever gonna stop, and we're all timid. Well, you know, this is the way God made me. No, that's the way your stupid circumstances have have, have you acting. Okay, see, if you get some confidence, let me tell you something. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. It don't make any difference. Stuff that used to matter no longer matters. Why? Because you're confident. Man, God started this thing. See, God started, well, well suddenly, you, 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 you have a revelation that all things are really are working together for my good. All things really are working together, so I, I don't have to freak out in the middle of things. I know that no weapon formed against me can prosper. I know that every tongue that rises against me is going to be condemned. I know that God is for me and not against me. I know that, he is, that he's with me, and he's never going to leave me, and he's not going to forsake me. I know that I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out. I know I'm blessed in the city, and I'm blessed in the field. I know I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. Hello, somebody. It just kind of changes your perspective, and you're not always looking. Every time you hear a noise, oh, my God, what was that? No, who cares? If God be for us, frankly, Scarlet, it doesn't matter what's against us. Why? Because I'm confident that he who has started this thing. See, Hebrews, Hebrews says, uh, uh, don't throw away your confidence, right? Hebrews 10, uh, 35, 36, somewhere in there. Don't throw away your confidence. It's going to be greatly rewarded. Well, here's the enemy's deal. Is, see, is the enemy can't stop what God started. Can you imagine how frustrating it must be, you know, in hell? Their, their, their assignment is to disrupt God's purpose. God's, God's plan is to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope, to give you a future. So the, the, can you imagine that if your assignment and the reason that you exist is to disrupt God's plan, but you can't stop it, Man, I'm telling you, that greater is he who is in you. So the God in you is stronger, greater than the enemy in all the world. And, and, and the enemy can't stop what God started. The only way to stop what God started is to get you to take your chubby little finger and push the pause button. Okay, the, the only way, the only way to, to put a hindrance in what God has going is to talk you into not participating with what God's doing. So, uh, uh, so if I can get you to, to, to move away from your confidence, see, uh, I, I, wish, I wish, 
I wish I had like, like a couple of hours. It wouldn't do any good because, you know, you'd, you'd be sleeping, you'd be passed out, you know, and you'd be like begging me for the free ice cream cone. Uh, I wish I had a couple hours. I, I could show you in the Word of God, and you need to go back and get a few, few, you know, a few messages. Because and, and, here's what's crazy is, is people are dealing with real-life situations. I get it. It's real. And, uh, uh, but if you took the last four or five messages and applied them to your life, a lot of the situations that you're fighting in, you wouldn't even be in. You know, well, 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 well we, we, we just need some serious prayer. Well, first, let me share something with you. We don't do non-serious prayer. Okay, so you might be thinking wrong. That might be an indicator when suddenly you think what we need now is some serious prayer. Because before, I was just joking. Okay, <laughs> I, was just, I was just doing, a, like, it's just what I do. You know, I just, I just pray, sort of. Now I, I need to get serious about this. Really? I think it's awesome that you finally come to the realization that you need to be serious and pray, okay? Uh, but, but, but you need to walk in your authority. I am. No, you're not. No, I'm walking in my authority. No, you're not. If you were walking in your authority, the crap that's going on in your world wouldn't be going on. I mean, could you imagine me trying to convince you that I spend six days a week, three or four hours a day in the gym, and I eat only clean. You go, you're a freaking liar. You're a liar. You're going to hell. I'm going to tell you something. I just got to tell you something. I have great experience right here, okay? Uh, you know, if it sort of looks like a fat man chasing cake, that's me. I like it. I like the cake. I can't lie to you. I can't tell you that, that I, I'm, I'm on a, on a, on a, you know, I'm, I'm laser focused on, you know, fitness. <laughs> Don't you try to tell me that you're being led by the Spirit of God and you're as jacked up as you are. I love you. I realize this is probably not the way to build a 10,000 member church. I don't want 10,000 defeated members. So, so toughen up, buttercup. We're going somewhere. Okay? And, 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 and you, you have authority. You have, authority is the ability to use the power of another. You have the ability to use God's power. Can you imagine, can, can you imagine how, how, how hell must be just freaking out? Because if you ever decide to use God's power, what's the hell going to do about it? You know, but you got to get past that little catchphrase stuff. I mean, it's nice. I like, I like our stuff. I like saying, hey, together we're better. Of course, I believe that's, that's only partially true. I mean, what if one of us is a dud? You know, any, anybody in here ever go up Badger? Yeah, unfortunately. I know. Okay. You go up Badger? You ever carried anybody? I've gone up Badger and had to carry people. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, they were two years old. Let me tell you something. About halfway up, they were heavy. And they knew how to walk. 
and it made no sense to me to carry them. This together thing, if you're having to be carried all the time, I know nobody wants to tell you, but if we have to carry you all the time, you suck. Okay, Uh, Because you have authority over all the ability of the enemy. And you can walk in it. Yeah, but I tried. You're missing it. You, you, you make religious excuses for why it isn't working. Because you don't, because you want, well, you have, don't, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Did I give you 36 too? Did I happen to do that? Verse 36 says, for you have need of patience. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged. To stop being moved by your circumstance. And, and, and because after you do the will of God, you'll receive the promise. But you can't throw away your confidence. See, confidence isn't something that somebody takes from you. It's something that you give up. And this is the only way that the enemy can get you to stop what he has begun is to get you to step out of your authority. Well, how do I lose my authority? You step out of your confidence because without confidence, your authority is not a statement. It's a question. You know, some of the singers, some of the musicians, they know that, that, I mean, even in worship, you know, you can sing a line and it can sound like a statement or it can sound like a question. God is for me. Can you imagine a police officer stepping out into heavy traffic and he's going to direct the traffic and he's not really confident that he has the authority to do that? Stop. He's, he's, he got ran over. You have authority, so you got to stay in your confidence. Okay, how does the enemy, how does the enemy get you to give up your confidence through disappointment? It just starts with disappointment. Look at your neighbor and say disappointment. You know, the prefix dis means to push or press out of. So, so the enemy will use certain situations in life and cause you to become disappointed. And, and your authority is in your appointment. It's like, it's like the office of the president. It's an appointed office. It's like any appointment where that's where your power is at. And see, there's a place where you've been appointed to live. But if you get pushed out of that appointment through disappointment, you step out of your authority. And now the statement that you are making, and, and see, that, that statement, confidence is the ability to speak with boldness. And you lose that ability because you're not in your appointment, and, and, the, and the enemy just starts you know, beating the tar out of you. And, 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 and check this out. I, I, I want to read this in, in Matthew 24.10. Matthew 24.10, it, it says, uh, here it comes, help me. And then, many will be offended, will betray, and will hate. And let, let, me just show you, let, let me just show you the process real quick of how the enemy gets you to, to, to let go of your authority and, and why, why so many people who, who, are, who are God-fearing, Bible-believing, you know, uh, great-hearted people, but, but they're going through life without any authority. And, and, and sickness and poverty and, 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 and depression and, and uh, divorce and uh, all the stuff that's wreaking havoc with the world is wreaking havoc in the church. Why? Because we don't walk in our authority. Why don't we walk in our authority? Because we've been disappointed. We've been pushed out of our position of authority. 
because we got disappointed in somebody or in something. Somebody said something. Somebody did something. Somebody on the row. Somebody, some, somebody in the house. Somebody in the car. You get, you, listen, you get disappointed with your spouse, and you are in deep yogurt. Because suddenly you, you lose the authority to speak life. See, this thing about, uh, you know, uh, together we're better. That's great. You know, hey, we're doing life. Really? I'm not talking about having cupcakes together. I'm talking about refusing to allow offense, betrayal, and hatred to operate. Why? Because it, because it robs us of our authority. See, you, 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 get, you get disappointed. Remember Joe's bros? Joseph in the Bible? And his brothers. Remember Joseph? Man, he was in an amazing place in life. He was at, he was at an amazing place. And, 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 and just, you know, again, I wish we could go back and we could talk about places because it's so powerful. And all of us, you know, all of us, we, here we are. We're at one place. No, no, everybody's at a different place today. But he was at a great place in his life, and, and, and man, uh, he, he, was, he was loving life, and God had been speaking to him, and he was having dreams. He had, he had vision for the future, and, and, and he had a warm embrace of his family. He loved his parents. He loved his bros. Uh, but, but his brothers, see, his brothers were disappointed in their future. They didn't, they didn't have, they're at the same place he was, but yet a really radically different place than he was. And so they, they, were, they were disappointed in their own vision, and so they became offended by his. And because they were offended by his, they began to betray him. And the word betrayal means to begin to speak against, to speak against. So when you start speaking contrary to what God would say, that's a betrayal. So when you start saying things about your spouse that God wouldn't say, when you say things about your mama and your daddy that God wouldn't say, when you say things about your coworker that God wouldn't say, that's a betrayal. And I'm telling you that the next thing is hatred. See, the just shall live, shall walk by. No, let's do it again. The just shall walk by. And faith operates by love. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it, I mean, yeah, we're supposed to love one another, but the, here's how faith works. It's not our love towards others. It's the understanding of his love towards me. See, when I know that he loves me, when I know that he's for me, when I know that nothing I could say, do, or anything, there's nothing I could do that would cause him to love me any less, my, my, my faith, my confidence increases, okay, because he's for me. And so here's the thing is that if, if I'm not being motivated by love, then I'm being motivated by hate. And, and we, don't, we, don't like to, we don't like to make it that black and white, but the reality is, is that he's set in front of us life and death, not life and sort of life. He put blessing and curse, cursing, not, not blessing and, and not quite as blessed. And see, the choice, the choice that you're making is you, you're either going to be driven by love or you're going to embrace hatred. And, and, and if you become offended... If you become offended, it becomes very easy for, for you, listen, uh, offended. Psalms 119 verse 165 says, Great peace shall have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Offend, take you off the end that God declared at the beginning. That's all the enemy wants. See, the enemy, the enemy doesn't want you to, to connect with the mark. Why? Because that's where your authority's at. So if he, can, if he can get you to separate yourself from the end that God declared over you at your beginning then you won't have the authority to operate in your present. So here you are going through life, and, and you got a T-shirt and a bumper sticker, but you don't have enough authority to walk in victory in your house, and you're going to set out to change the world. 
You 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 want to you want to coach a soccer team, but you 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 can't you can't even you can't even love your spouse. You can't even you know you can't even connect to to hello somebody. See why? Because we get offended. The easiest people on the planet to offend attend church. I promise you. I promise you, today there are people in this room considering making this their last time here. Well, I'm not, I don't know that I need somebody talking to me like that. I don't need somebody getting up in my face and telling me. No, this is exactly what you need. See, I know what you want. I want you to feel sorry for me. I want you to get down. No, I will not. You have the ability to use God's power in your life, and you want me to feel sorry for you? When, the, when uh, you know, when all week long we're dealing with people, you know, in, in parts of our own country whose lives have been almost erased due to, due, due to storms and weather, and, and but, but we got to deal with your stuff here because somebody said something that you didn't like and, and you were just a little bit disappointed in the way that they treated you, and now, you, now you've allowed offense to come in, and that offense is, has you at the place where you're willing to speak against those people and say things that God would never say to them. Well, you are living by hate, and that's where your authority went. And you don't, you don't need me to tell you, oh, you're, 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 yeah, I think we should clap there. I think that's really good. See, what, what you don't need me to do is to justify the position you're in. You need me to say, hey, let me show you the way back out of there. Why? So, so you can punch the devil in the throat. So you can just take him, you can annihilate him. Saul was a king who became disappointed in his approval rating, which caused him to be offended at David's approval rating. The guy that he had reached out, brought in, opened the doors, made the position for, he had elevated David himself. But he became offended by the success that David was having. And he began to betray him, to speak against him, and he said things that God would never say. And he began to, he, his hatred got so strong that he hunted him like he was an animal in, in an effort to kill him. You would like to justify your disappointment. You would like to say, well, they shouldn't have done what they did. See, see here's the problem. Here, here's the problem. Uh, is that if you take the little thing and you make a big thing out of it, you'll be distracted and you'll never see the great thing or the mighty thing that God wants to show you. So we, 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 allow, we allow the little thing to become a big thing and we totally miss the great thing and the mighty thing that God's leading us to. And, and we don't have the authority to sustain the great, because here's what's going to happen is that when, when, when God starts to move in your life and God begins to open doors, I'm going to tell you something, the enemy has, has, has one assignment and it's to oppose it. And the, Jesus said the sower sows the seed, the seed's the word of God, but immediately the enemy comes to try to steal that seed. That's his job. And he's going if, if to see if you have enough authority just to hang on to that word. Man, you know, here's why you need to get in the Bible, because your confidence, see, your confidence is going to be rewarded. But this is the confidence according to 1 John 5. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, that's when we know he hears us. But we have to be willing to ask according to his will. So in order to ask according to his will, we've got to know what he said. So you got to be in his word, and, and, and so you start getting in his word, and the enemy comes to take that word. And, and, you know, and, and you know it's true. You, you know, hey, the Bible says love thy neighbor, and so you, do, you make it say, I'm loving my neighbor. And then guess who moves in? Some unlovable jerk 
And you look over there, and there's Pastor Tom's, your new neighbor, you know? And, and, and now you got to grow here, and you got to figure out how in the world are we going to do this. Why? Because you're being challenged. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love my neighbor. And, and then you get seated next to some jack wagon at church, and, and, and it's hard not to be disappointed with the usher who put you there. We're too soft. And we're losing, we're, we're, we're willing to give our authority up. Because, because why? Because we're led by the natural when we need to be led by the Spirit. See, in order for God to do supernatural things in your life, you have to be willing to, well, to break the, the way that you would naturally act. A couple more minutes. You good, you good for a couple more minutes? I'm going to do it anyways. You might as well say yes. It'll make you feel better. Okay. Um, check this out. In Galatians 4, verse 8 and 9, look at this. Galatians 4, verse 8 and 9. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now, but now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? You happy to be a slave again? You know, there, 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 was a moment, there was a moment when you didn't know God and when there, was, there were powers, there, there were forces at work in your life that, that weren't of God. And, 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 and okay, so I get it that, that's, that before we knew God and before we knew how much God loved us and be, before we were in relationship with God, you know, these things ruled in our life. But now that we know God, now that we know who God is, now that I know that he's for me and not against me, now that I know he's not trying to hurt me, he's trying to help me, now that I know that he ain't trying to take me out, he's trying to take me up. Now that I know he's not using my past against me, but he's building a future for me. Now that I know, now, now it ain't something that I've heard with my own ears, so it, but it's something I've seen with my own eyes. It, it's, it's not that I'm living by a rumor, but I have collided with God. Now that I have relationship with God, why would I live like somebody who don't know God? Why, why, would, I, why would I let hatred kill my family? And justify it. Why, why would I let poverty wreak havoc? And not, not just my life, but why would I set my, my kids and, and my grandkids up to live a life that's controlled by poverty after I know that God's plans to prosper me? Man, I'm telling you, prosperity is not easy. Prosperity is a fight. But now, now that you know God, and now, now, now that you're known by God, See, you get this revelation. It's not just that I know God, but God knows me. And he knows where I am, and he knows what I'm dealing with, and he knows what I'm going through. Why would I let that other force, why would I let the force of disappointment have more authority in my life? Than the force of love. God loves me. And his love for me is too big for me to sabotage it by being disappointed with you. See, because my confidence isn't in me, and it's not in you. This is the confidence we have in him. And there are things in our lives that we need to step over that we, need, we, we, we just need to say, you know what? Enough is enough. There comes a place when you have to, you, you, know, you know what? I don't care what it sounds like. 
There, there are moments in your house when you just have to say, Stop! Devil, you, you, you're leaving here. You're leaving here. This, this house, it's God's house. It's a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. And as for me and my house, and I'm, I, you know what? And, 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 and uh, some of you guys need to quit putting it all on your wife. And, and you, you need to be the man of the house, and you need to say, as for me and my house, we're serving God. So there's some things you got to get over. You got to get over the disappointments. Man, it's so easy to get disappointed. Isn't it crazy that the people we're going to do life with, those are the ones who've disappointed us the most. We, we've allowed, we've allowed our, we, we've allowed ourselves to, to live carnal when, when God's invited us to a supernatural spirit-led life. Some of you, you know what, you're in the room and there's areas of your life and you know, you know, you know, you, you don't need to be convinced. You know that God, God's way, God's way is so different than the way you're dealing with it. I, I wish we had a little bit more time. I'd, t- I'd take you to Matthew 6 and I'd show you a familiar scripture that says that uh, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and his way of being right, and then all the things that you were trying to get to will be added to you. I, I, I teach you this morning that if you will go to the word of God and seek his way, that he's showing you how to bring everything that you desire into your life. But you just have all you have to do is you have to know his word and you have to apply it to your life and you have to seek his way of doing, his way of being, and you can pull that. And if you'd like to have peace in your house today, there is a way that you can make that happen. There's a way, there's a way that seems right to you there's destruction but there's a way that God's way that, 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 that all you can have is life but let me tell you where it starts with it starts with with getting over the offense it's, it's refusing to be off-ended it's refusing to be to live disappointed and it's saying you know what I'm not gonna let the little thing become a big thing because I'm got my eyes focused on a great thing and a mighty thing and what would be great and what would be mighty is me walking in victory and me having the authority to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis getting up out of bed every single day to humiliate hell that's a greater thing that's a mightier thing that's what I'm going after in my life. So some of you guys today, some of you guys today, there's stuff you got to get over and your heart rate's even going up because you know what it is. Some of you guys, you know, there's things that we, and there's people sitting right next to you. You need to forgive them. And there's, there's issues that you just need to drop and you need to quit making such a big deal out of something that in just a few moments isn't going to matter at all. You spent five years fighting to prove you're right about something that you're the only person on the planet that even cares about it. You got attitudes that are killing you. You got mindsets that are robbing you. But today, there's a God who loves you. And you got you got to let the word of the Lord come to you a second time. A second time. You know that when the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, remember the book of Jonah, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah saying, get up, let's go. He got up and he went the wrong way. He spent all that time doing all that stuff and moving. And, 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 and then later, later in the book, it's like th- third chapter, I think, the first few words of the third chapter. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I want to tell you something. That's just a phrase. Because the word of the Lord kept coming to him all, all along his journey. Because when God spoke to him and said, get up, let's go. And he got up and started going down the, the, the road the wrong direction. The spirit of God was saying, this is, this is not the right way. This is not the right way. 
this is not the right way. And when he was going down there, and they didn't just hand out tickets. He had to go down and buy one. You know, and I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know his condition. I don't know his finances. I don't know if he had to, you know, stop off at the pawn shop and pawn off his wife's jewelry. Or I don't know. I don't know where he got the money, but he had to get the money. He had to go down. He had to buy the ticket. And I'm telling you, that whole way, uh, the whole way, Spirit of God saying, don't do this. Don't do this. You can't afford this. This is going to cost you more than you realize. That You don't want to pay. Don't buy that ticket. Don't buy that ticket. He bought that ticket, and then he's getting on the boat. As he's getting on the boat, don't worry about it. You know, I, I, I'm your source. I'm your provision. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Yeah, but I already bought the ticket. Just stop. Drop the ticket. Don't get on it. And when he got on the boat, and he's and Spirit of God said, hey, they haven't left the dock yet. You might want to be getting off the boat. Come on. And I'm telling you that God talked to him all the way along. But then when he finally, you know, he's from the belly of hell, cried, I see, we wrapped around my head. And, and, and when he finally gets right, the word of the Lord comes to him a second time. And all that says to me is, God's not counting. This is your moment. That today, no matter how far you think you've traveled away from him, the word of the Lord's coming to you a second time. Saying, you, you, you can let that go. You can let that go. You, you, you can be free from that. You can get your authority back. You can get back my will. And some of you, like I said, you know exactly, you know the area of your life that God's dealing with and what you need to do right where you are, right where you are right now, right now. You just need to stand to your feet. You need to get ready. You just need to, you just need to make a movement towards God. You just need to stand up and say, okay, this is me. This is me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it right. I'm not going to let disappointment rob me of my authority. I, I refuse to be that person. I refuse to be that person, man. I refuse to be the one that's left in the dust, man. I, I, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it tastes like. Man, I got a bad taste in my mouth. I don't care. You know, you know when, remember when the guys were in the boat and they were bouncing around and, 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 and Jesus came walking on the water. Remember that story? You, you realize that earlier that day, they had fed 5,000 men plus women and children. The, 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 earlier that day, they had taken fish and broke them in half and handed it to somebody and went back to the basket and the fish that they just broke, it had grown a new tail. And, and they just had this miraculous experience. Earlier that day, we we're talking that day. And in the storm, when they look out there, they don't recognize Jesus. See, isn't it weird that when God's doing the fun stuff, oh, I see God in this. But when you're in the storm, it's hard to recognize that God's in there. And I love what it says. It says that Jesus would have passed them by. That Jesus went walking, fourth hour of the night, and it, and it says he would have passed them by. I mean, get this. You've got to see this picture. Here's the guys in the boat. Jesus is walking on the water. They got Evan Rude. He's got Reebok. He's passing them. And it said he would, this is what he would have done. Hi, guys. And he would have passed them by, but they cried out. And he stopped, and he went to them. And they're in the middle of a storm. They're in the middle of chaos. They're in the middle of, uh, man, man, these guys are freaked out. They are messed up. And the statement he says to them doesn't make any sense at all. Be of good cheer. That is not what you tell somebody in the middle of a storm that thinks the boat's going under and that we're all going to die. Because it was a cultural statement. It was a statement of the time. It was a party phrase. Why would he do that? Because he's teaching them that in order to have a supernatural result, you can't sow a natural seed. You're going to have to get out of the natural realm. But it starts by crying out. And that's what we're doing today. See, we're, we're going to stand in his presence. 
we're going to cry out. And he's going to hear us, and he's going to calm the storm. Because that's what he does. I said, because that's what he does. But he's going to give you, see, here, here's the deal, is that he demands our participation. We want God to do stuff that he's empowered us to do. And today, he's going to give you your authority back so you can do what he's empowered you to do. Just, just right where you are, I just want you to lift your hands. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Put your hands down. Look at me. I'm looking at all you guys standing. I'm thinking, I, I just don't want to do, you know, because of time and all that stuff. And, you know, it's a Sunday morning. And I don't want to offend any, like, little edgy people or anything. And, then, and now God's saying, what are you doing? I'm sorry, but you need to step out of your aisles and you need to come stand right down here. You just, we just need to take a minute. Just come on down. No, it's worth the walk for you. So I, I'm not going down there. Well, you're probably not going to get your breakthrough. I, I'm telling you that what God has for you is so much greater. It's so valuable. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We're just going to pray. We're just going to pray. But, but, but I, I, just, I just want you to, to push it, press your way down in here. Come on. Look behind you and, and just, just step up. But, you know, I'm not going to attack you or nothing. I just, I'm just want to be led by the Spirit of God today, though. And let's, let's just, okay, well, this doesn't seem, this is, is, should we be doing it? This is natural, right. But in order to get a supernatural result, we got to be willing to go here. Okay, because God's going to do something that's so much bigger than you. And you've had stuff that's been done to you and things that have been said. And, and, you're, and I'm not saying that your thing isn't big. You know, when I say, well, you took in a little thing and made it a big thing. Well, it's still a thing. And it's a real thing. And so we could, eat, we could eat, we could sit down, we could argue. Yeah, but this is a big thing. Okay, it's a big thing. But it's not a great or mighty thing. And what God has for you is a great thing and a mighty thing. The, the future that God's drawn you into is amazing. It's amazing. And the authority that God wants you to walk in is insanely powerful. So today, right now, just lift your hands up. Today, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank you. That as, as we press in to you, as, as, we, as we move towards you, as we cry out to you, that God, you, you, you're going to step up in each one of these situations in the storm. You're going to speak to it. Peace, be still. And God, the, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of peace is going to operate in their lives. Their lives are never going to be the same again. And God, that disappointment, we break its grip over their life. We refuse to live another day under the force of disappointment. And God, we have been appointed by God himself. We, are, we know God and we are known by God. And we're going to operate and live according to the authority of the word of God in our life. And today, we are more than conquerors. We are above only, not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are blessed coming in and blessed going out. And blessed, God, you are positioning us to win and succeed in every area of our life and we refuse to not live it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, somebody celebrating here. My God. I, I just, I want everybody in the church to just say this. As a matter of fact, everybody get up on your feet for just a moment. 
Just stand up and just say, just say this. I am a child of God. I'm loved by God. I'm called by God. I've been equipped by God. He has empowered me. He has anointed me. And the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is active in my life. I'm above only, not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. And God is on my side. No weapon formed is going to prosper against me. I have victory. I have authority. And I demonstrate Satan's defeat. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him one more praise, one more victory shout. Amen. You guys going to sing? Sing. Come on, give him one more shout, one more pray. Amen. Somebody say, I'm free. Hey, is this awesome? Hey, I just want to remind you, Friday, ladies, beautiful is a one-day event designed to bring victory and increase into your life. Guys, make sure your gals get there. If you can't be there for the whole day, ladies, come for what you can but participate. This weekend when Pastor Bill and Sandy are here, show up and bring people with you and, and, and let's be blessed, but let's honor them. Amen. And let's, let's believe God for some amazing, amazing things in our life. We're, we're, we're going to change the world. Okay. We're going to change the world. It, you, you can hang out right here. They're going to, they're going to start singing again. You can worship, you can pray with each other and you can, you know, and you have breakthrough and you can also go get a free ice cream cone and a cup of coffee. Don't forget your children, okay? We've had some kids here for three weeks. We don't even know where they came from. Okay, uh, so uh, don't forget your kids. Be blessed. We love you guys. If you want more, hang out. We're going to do it again in, in 45 minutes. Uh, uh, we love you. Give somebody a high five. Tell them, I, I like doing life. I like doing life.
Spirit move.